Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp H-E-L-P. This Mother's Day, celebrate the extraordinary women in your life with a heartfelt gift from Blue Nile. Whether it's for your mom, a mother figure, or yourself as a mom, find that perfect piece to express your love and appreciation. Explore Blue Nile's exquisite pearls and mesmerizing gemstones that she's sure to love. Enjoy fast shipping options like guaranteed free shipping and returns. Make this Mother's Day unforgettable with a piece from Blue Nile. Right now, get up to 50% off at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Welcome to the Insomnia Project. Sit back, relax, and listen as we have a calm conversation on a topic that you may find mundane or you might find interesting, but hopefully we will be speaking in relaxed tones that even if you can't fall asleep, it will at the very least have you feeling relaxed. Joining me today is a dear friend, Tyler Murray, who um, I've had you on the uh, podcast before and I'm happy to have you back. Welcome, Tyler. Thanks, Marco. It's great to be back. Now, I'm so pleased to know that you also have a podcast called yes. Mers Nerds. Tell yes. us about your podcast. So Mers Nerds started off as a, uh, and continues to be a Facebook page. Uh, a few years ago, I think I was living in New York City and uh, I'm, I'm a big nerd. I love, I love all things Batman and it's kind of uh, spread to other superheroes. I love me some Superman and, uh, you know, with the Marvel success of their, the, the Marvel Cinematic Universe over the last few years, I've really become a fan of that as well. But the one thing I don't like about being a nerd is uh, the, the, the toxic fandom online. Oh, I see. Okay. Yeah. So, and I, I think at the time when this all started, I think I was reading an article about how someone was just so upset that Ben Affleck was the new Batman. I see. And for, you know, for, they were mad because he didn't give a great performance in a movie from 10 years ago or 10 years <laughs> previous. Right. And I thought, and, and as an actor, I was offended by that. Sure. Um, you know, you, you can't judge someone based on their abilities from 10 years ago. People grow so much. Anywho. Of course. I, I just, I got really irate. Now, it should also be noted that I was probably at least a half or three quarters through a bottle of wine at the time. Okay. But, uh. I, in, in my, um, in my anger, I thought, you know, I, I just want to create uh, a, a place on the internet for like-minded nerds who just, who really enjoy these subjects, enjoy these topics, but don't enjoy the vitriol. Right. So I, I went on my Facebook page and I created a group and I called it Mers Nerds. It sounded very elegant at the time. And I just went through my friends list and I chose, I think I would chose around 25 people who I thought would, would be amenable to this idea. Sure. And I was not I, one of them for the record. Well, uh, I didn't know. And you've, you've even said to me, you're not really huge on the comic book genre, right? Or the superheroes and stuff like that. I'm not. I'm not. I, listen, I l- love the movies. I, I, I can understand why people love it, but I would not sit down and read a comic book. Um, that's just not my thing. Fair enough. Fair enough. And 
you know, I think if you were like, if I were to ask my dad, he'd be like, Dad, do you think forty uh, year old men should be watching comic books? He'd be like, Are no, what you, what's wrong with you? When you turn twelve, that should be shut down. I know. Right. My dad is a very nice person. He's not mm. a jerk. Right. But um, anyway, so I I I chose the twenty five people and I invited them to the group and I went to bed. I woke up the next morning and I was like, Oh my god, what have I done? These 25 friends are going to make such fun of me because I like I had a mission statement, too, of like, are you sick and tired of the bullies on the Internet or the trolls? Sure. And, and, you know, invited them. And I, I was just fully expecting a bunch of people to uh, to have a good ribbing at me uh, or toward me. And oddly enough, the opposite happened. It really took off. Oh, this people, is great. We started just kind of and not super duper in-depth conversations you know sometimes it's people just sharing a funny meme sometimes people find a good article or they'll watch uh, a, a recent show or a movie and be like oh this is my two cents or people would come to me especially and they'd be like well what do you think about ben affleck being chosen as batman and i was like you know great let's talk about that so it just started conversations about some of our favorite things and the rule was always if you disagree with someone it's just agree to disagree or present your two points and every like once in a blue moon I've stepped in and been like okay everybody just calm down and right. people totally get it right. so this is Mersners this is it's, not it's just you know Tyler Murr Reese right. friends who happen to be nerds and we're just discussing and it's it's grown now in the six years that's been around it went from 25 people I think there's maybe just more than 100 right now which is which is nice you know what I mean right. and I've I've allowed people to invite friends of friends if they think they're like-minded people. And I've never had a problem on the page, ever. And it's, the uh, the topics have grown. So now, uh, you know, recently Disney and Marvel released a show called WandaVision. And they released it, you know, the they kind of went old school and they released an episode a week instead of everyone just being able to binge watch the entire series. Right. But every Friday after the show is released, someone will post, you know, a, a, a thumbnail of a scene from that show and they'll put in big letters, spoiler, and then they'll have a conversation about the show and people really get in depth and there's there's no vitriol sure it's just a really engaging conversation and you can come and go as you please that's amazing it's so it's, this, it's it's lovely yeah it's a lovely place a lovely space for people yeah. to go to if they want to discuss one of the things they love yeah it's and, a safe space yeah that's wonderful which is nice yeah now so, you mentioned you're a big fan of batman huge how did you get into batman was it the bat the animal that brought you there or was it the Batman comic that brought you there? So it, it was the bat. It was the animal. Okay. Uh, when I was five years old. Oh, I love I... where this story is going already. Do you? <laughs> because I'm a huge fish fan and I'll get into that later. But anyways. Oh, I want to hear this. Yeah. Okay. So when I was five, I was in uh, Beavers, which is uh, for anybody who's not Canadian listening. Uh, Beavers is kind of like the junior version of the Cub Scouts. Okay. So like when you're when you're really young, you start off as a beaver. Mm -hmm. And our meetings were, uh, I think, you know, every Wednesday night at, uh, in the, the basement of a church where right. I grew up. And this, so, and I loved it. I just thought it was the greatest thing. Um, my dad would take me every Wednesday or Thursday or whatever night it was. Uh, and this one night we got there just on time and there was people waiting in the parking lot, which was weird. Everyone just kind of usually went to, went into the room and we said, you know, what's up? And someone said, oh, there's a bat in the church and it's flying around and, and they don't want us to go in yet. And it was like, you know, at five years old, you're like, oh, bats, the, you, you associate them with Halloween and scary. Sure. Yeah, of course. So 
After a while, no one had seen the bat for a bit, so we all went in, we started our meeting. And very soon thereafter, the bat flew into this, you know, brightly, you know, the the bright neon lights of the of the church basements and stuff like that. It's very whatever. But the bat flew in and then all the dads got up. Uh, I remember it as being all the dads. I'm sure there were some very wonderful moms in there too. Sure. Uh, but I remember it like, you know, trying to swat this guy with like, you know, tennis rackets or, or right. whatever, whatever they could find. I don't know what the tennis racket was doing in the church basement. This is also 35 years ago. So um, my memory might be a bit clouded, but I just, I was so fascinated that this little tiny, and it was way smaller than I expected it to be. And he was just darting in and out. And finally, unfortunately, someone got him. Okay. And we all, you know, all the boys ran over there and we all wanted to have our look. And I remember just being fascinated by him. And as, as children do, I just kind of globbed onto it. You know, I, I had this really exciting moment with a bat. And then all I wanted to do was, was learn about bats. So I read about them. I, when we went to the library, all my books that I got were about bats. And then eventually I found out that there was a bat man. Oh, I uh, see. I was like, well, what's, what's this? And, you know, I, I, you know, everyone hears about Superman. I think Superman, right. it's just kind of like you're, you're born and someone's like, oh, by the way, there's a comic character that can fly. And you're like, great. Right. So you just kind of, you, like, I don't remember when I learned, I learned about Superman, but I do remember when I learned about Batman. And okay. I was just like, I love bats and I love, like, you know, I love Superman. So you kind of put them together and there's a guy in a cape and it just kind of went from there. I must say and, that bats are really great animals for anyone who's a little bit nervous about bats. Yeah. They eat a lot of insects, including the pests, like mosquitoes, and they rarely bother people. They just want to live their little bat lives flying around yeah. and uh, helping us get rid of a lot of pesky insects. So I, I give them the, the respect that, they, that they're due. I don't necessarily love them, but I do respect them, and I'm happy to have sure. them. I see them at my cottage sometimes. I see them, you know, even in the city sometimes I'll see some bats. So I think they're well, great. People have bat boxes now. That yeah. They buy. yeah. Yeah. So like if you have like a, a like a, a rural house, it has to be 15 feet in the air and mm -hmm. it has to be within a kilometer of a body of water. And it doesn't oh. have to be like a massive body of water. Either. Okay. So that's and then you put up the bat boxes and it drastically releases or uh, sorry, it dramatically cuts down on your insect population. Yeah, I didn't know that. I didn't know the specifications that a bat box requires. Yeah. That's fascinating. Yeah. Um, so know, how does that relate to your story about fish? Okay, so I grew up loving fish for some reason. Like anything underwater was my thing. Okay. So when I was a kid, I wanted to be a fisherman because I thought I love fish. Fisherman deals with fish and that's what I wanted to be. Makes sense. People who listen to this podcast probably have heard the story a million times, so I apologize. But then I realized, well, a fisherman doesn't help fish. So that's sort of morphed into what was then called an oceanographer. So right. we called it an oceanographer. Now they're called marine biologists. But for the longest time, that's what I wanted to do. And so I have this unique, almost encyclopedic knowledge of fish that always surprises my friends when it comes up because it's rare that, you know, you get into conversation where you're talking about fish. Yeah. And I'll always surprise my wife and now my niece and nephew when when they're watching SpongeBob or one of these underwater things and I'll say, oh, yeah, that's a moray eel. Oh, yeah, that's a – and I'll just start naming fish. And I can draw fish really well because I used to watch Jacques Cousteau. I used to watch Oceans Alive. I was a big fan of Aquaman, as you can imagine. So yep. any sort of – general fish, I'm pretty great at, at drawing. So 
Amanda will always be surprised if my niece or nephew asks me to draw something and I draw like a sailfish or a swordfish or a whatever, an octopus, a cuttlefish, and, and she'll be like, wow, I can't, I always forget that you have this fish talent. So translate to today or yesterday, I should say, uh, one of my uh, closest friends is really into sharks as I am. Right. And so he sent me a message and he's like, there's a course we can take through the University of uh, Adelaide, Australia, and Cornell about sharks, uh, and it's free. Do you want to take it? So we're taking a shark course. Um, nice. Yeah, we're going to take a shark course in this summer. It's coming up. So because of this uh, love that we have for sharks, to learn more about them and how important they are. And uh, yeah, University would, of Queensland, I should say, not Adelaide. I would love yeah. for you to send me that information. Oh, I'll send it to you right now. Maybe you can join with us and be yeah. in our class together. That would be amazing. There, there is a reason why Shark Week is what it oh. is. I mean, it's people, they're so, do you remember, what was it, like 15, 20 years ago when they first showed those documentaries of the Great Whites breaching the uh, the surface? Oh, yes. And people's fear of sharks just kind of went into a completely different, mm -hmm. I mean, and, you, I mean, shark attacks are so rare, but right. uh, they've just made, you, you think, well, Jaws was nowhere near as scary as it could have been. Right. Well, it's interesting yeah. because the author of Jaws, Peter Benchley, always regrets the outcome of that book that made so much fear towards this right. majestic and noble creature. But let's get back to bats because otherwise it's okay. going to be a shark episode. And trust me when I say this, there is so much <laughs> shark content on this podcast <laughs> that I think we're good on that on that front. Fair enough. But okay. I, so I'm going to go back and listen to those episodes because I love yeah. sharks. So, yep. so the bat that was at Beavers led you mm -hmm. to Batman. Yes. And so then let me ask you this. Who was the first Batman you discovered? Was it a comic book or was it the television show? Was it a movie? The, the, the first one I remember really is the Adam West show. Okay. The, 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 the 1966 uh, television series, which when you're a kid – yeah, that I mean, when you watch it now, it's campy and hilarious and, sure. and ridiculous. Right. But as a kid, you take that very seriously. You know, the it was always in two parts. And the first part usually ended on the cliffhanger, uh, you know, sure. Robin dangling upside down above a, a boiling crate of, you know, boiling sure. sharks or something like right. that. And, you know, what will happen next? Tune in tomorrow. Same bat time, same bat channel. And it was now when I watched it, you know, the show was already. 20 years old and it was in syndication. So instead of having to wait till the next day, it sure. was on like, you know, the yeah. first episode was on at four and the second was at four 30. And so I watched that and I, I loved it. And then, um, and the villains were so great on that show. Oh my God. Cesar Romero refusing Vincent, to shave his, uh, mustache, his yeah. uh, mustache to play the Joker. Vincent Did, Price, Joan as Collins. Egghead. Yeah. yeah. Like, Did you know who really lobbied hard to be the Joker on that show? Frank Sinatra. Oh, really? Yeah, Cesar Romero. See, with even with the mustache clause, he beat out Frank Sinatra for wow. that. Wow! So even then, these characters were were kind of a big deal, and people wanted to play them. But Frank Sinatra was on the show, didn't he? Play like a mobster kind of villain. You know what? I don't know. I oh, don't man. remember. Okay. So fair enough. Because I stopped. I stopped paying attention to it because the the next. Um, well, so. After that, when I was ten, uh, the the Batman movie came out with Michael Keaton. Right, and that like I destroyed the VHS for that. I remember my dad coming home with the VHS copy of that, and I lost my mind. And it was like it was a big deal in our house, you know, because you know movies weren't 
you couldn't watch a million movies whenever you wanted the way we can now. You had to get the VHS tape. And of course, you know, when we first got it, we had to rent it. But when it came out, it was like it was the hottest rental. So you had to time it. And there was no blockbuster where I grew up in the country. So you had to go to a gas station to rent movies. And I right. think they had one copy of Batman. Okay. So when dad, dad finally made it his mission to, to get this copy <laughs> of Batman for me and we, we, we made a big deal. And I think, you know, in the 24 hour rental, I probably watched it five times. Oh my and then goodness. I got my own copy and I, I uh, destroyed my own copy of it. And, but soon after that, in 1992, there was uh, an animated version called Batman the Animated Series with Kevin okay. Conroy as Batman. This is the one where Mark Hamill of uh, Luke Skywalker oh, yes, fame, of course. where he started uh, voicing the Joker, who, fun fact, it was actually Tim Curry cast at first, but they found Tim Curry too scary. Okay. And or something so that was one of the stories I heard. I mean, who knows what sure. actually happened, but Tim Curry was out and they brought Mark Hamill in. And I mean, that Mark Hamill has become synonymous with the Joker now. Right. It's just he's and, and Kevin Conroy is the Batman. He did such a great job. But I was at the time, you know, I was still in elementary school and I would walk home to my grandmother's every night. Grandma would watch me for a little while and then my mom would pick me up after work and I would I'd go home. And I was used to watching whatever show at four o'clock. Sure. And then this one day that show wasn't on and it was this new version of Batman. And the animation was absolutely stunning. They kind of went, they went old school and, and they went to this timeless, um, this timeless design. So all the, the cars and the clothes were from the thirties and forties. Okay. But they still had computers and phones and and cell phones and, and everything like that. So it was this kind of weird art deco, quasi-modern, quasi-old-school uh, design for the show. And it was like, the, you know, instead of helicopters, the, the police used blimps. Oh, wow. And that kind of thing. Sure. Know? And it was just, it, it, it was, it reminded me, have you ever seen the old Fleischer Superman animated show? From the from the forties. Oh, the old one. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, the the, the hand drawn, and it's like some of the the storylines are are very dated and whatnot. Right. But but the the animation is beautiful, and wow. the they kind of they kind of gave a, a hat tip to that style of animation. For and Batman lends itself so well to that with sure. all the, the the shadows and the darkness. And what what I loved so much about this show was it was very much a show for kids, right. Uh, but it also had those dark elements that made Batman, I find Batman fascinating because of some of those darker elements. And if you read the comics, there was a switch to how Batman was written in, um, around like the 1970s, he got a lot darker. Oh, I see. Uh, Joker disappeared for a while. And then when they brought Joker back again, he was very much the killer. Right. Um, whereas like in, in the fifties and sixties, they made him. Uh, just kind of a trickster. He would play trank pranks, and his right. goal was to embarrass Batman. Right. Whereas in the seventies, they brought him back to actually where he started. In the forties, they they brought him back to be a much more sinister villain. I uh, see. Shall I say? Yeah. Um. So, but and this show plays with that. There's there's definitely a threat that Batman faces, but he's also very much a compassionate. Like Bruce Wayne is a compassionate man who does what he does because he was. He, he faced this this massive tragedy as a child and he made it his goal to to make sure that no one else felt that or he right. tried his hardest to to alleviate that for as many people as he possibly could, which is why he struck out on this vendetta against the criminal element. Uh, and I've always loved that there's there's a trend 
to to make Batman or Bruce Wayne a bit of a jerk. Right. And I always and, and I get it. You know, he's a, he's a loner, and uh, but there's also a lot of these stories miss his humanity. Right. Uh, the the you know the there's the uh, Ben Affleck recently played Batman, and he did a wonderful job playing Batman, but. His Batman was very much, the stories were very much geared to a man who has lost his humanity, who has right. lost his way, and he becomes a bit more brutal. Whereas the Batman of that animated series in the 90s, right. he, he, he very much had the, the code that he stuck by, and his, his compassion for other human beings was at the forefront. Okay. And that's what I loved about that. Sorry, that was a very long answer. No, I listen, I appreciate that. I do yeah. appreciate that. I have some Batman, for listeners who are fans of Batman... In 2022, I will have some Batman news that I'm involved with, which is Ooh, a little oh, bit weird. Okay. I'll tell yeah. you. I'll tell you about it. I can't. Unfortunately, I can't tell you right now. But I will. Um, I'll give. I'll give you the preview, uh, Tyler, uh, when when we're off the air, so to Understood. speak. Understood. But I want to ask you this, uh, Marco. Whenever you do that, can yeah. I? May I, I? I don't. This might be a bit gauche, sure. but. Can I come back to the oh. show to talk about that in oh, yeah. 2022? Yeah, Batman Part 2. By then, okay. it'll be probably Batman Part 4. We'll have so many right, episodes. Right, yeah, but, by then, yeah. But I wanted to say this. One of the things I love about Batman is his... So, you mentioned Superman. Superman has the power because he's an alien. Yep. Other people, other superheroes are born with it. Maybe they're a mythical creature or mythical um, person like Thor is. But mm-hmm. Batman has a utility belt, and yep. he has a lot of gadgets. Mm-hmm. So, Tyler, what, in your opinion, is Batman's most useful gadget? Ooh, okay. I thought this question was going to go a different direction, but uh, his most useful gadget. Mm-hmm. It's funny, you know. I mean, the thing with Batman is, especially like you know, when you harken back to the nineteen sixty six version, he had a gadget for everything. Like, right. Remember his his most famous gadget was the the anti shark spray. Mm-hmm. The, the bat shark repellent, yes. if you will. I mean, at the time, you know, when he was hanging off uh, uh, a rope ladder from a helicopter and the shark jumped out of the water and bit his leg, that was a very useful gadget. Of course. Um, Sharks don't do that, by the way, for everyone who's... True enough. Yeah, okay. they hate helicopters. <laughs> um, but, I mean, that's very specific. I mean, he's got his batarang, which is kind of ridiculous because really it should just be a ninja star. Listen, uh, I don't care how ridiculous it is. Okay. I just want to know, and I don't care from what Batman incarnate it's from, whether it be okay. the comic book, the television series, or the movie. What Probably your... his, his grappling gun then, because okay, it makes gun. people think he can fly and okay. he can get out of sticky situations. So then I'm going to ask you this, the reverse. What's his least useful tool? Probably the bat shark repellent. Okay. okay. <laughs> okay. <Now laughs> Unless I'm gonna... at the time he is facing a shark. Okay. Now yep. let me ask you this. Yeah. Of all the gadgets he has, yeah. tool belt, tool belt and beyond, mm-hmm. which is the one that you would most like to possess? Oh, wow. Now, if I possess it, uh, is this uh, under the impression that I not only do I possess it, but I also have the skills to use it as well as Batman does? 100%. Okay. Ooh, oh, that makes it harder. I would... Probably he he always had like an, an underwater breather in his belt. Oh yes, yeah. That I was like, oh man, I'm stuck underwater. I'm just gonna put this breather in it, and it was like, you know, the size of a size of a tootsie roll, but it lasted for you know for an hour. Mm-hmm. I thought that was kind of. A, I would probably say the batarangs. If oh, I really? could, okay. if I was proficient with the batarang, I would. You know, that'd be pretty pretty great. 
Now you said you you anticipated I was going to ask a different question, mm-hmm. so I'd like to ask that question that I don't know what it is. Okay. So you'll have to ask it to yourself. In other so words, so I thought you were going to ask about Batman's lack of superpowers. Okay. And what makes him a formidable opponent against these, you know, for lack of a better term, gods? Sure. Um, and I, I was having this conversation with uh, with a, a group of friends recently. I think Batman's superpower is that he is, in essence, the true, the definitive Superman. Um, you know, because Superman, he's comes from an alien world, and our sun gives him his strength, and that's where his superpowers come from. But, I mean, even if he were to sit on the couch and eat Twinkies all day, he would right. still be able to fly and have this incredible sure. strength. Whereas Batman, after that tragedy hit him, so my favorite part of the character, my favorite right. aspect of the mythos is those years when he disappeared from Gotham to learn all his skills. I see. And, um, you know, the if you watch the, the Batman Begins, which is a great movie with Christian Bale, Christopher Nolan uh, directed it. It's and so long. It's, it's long, but it's, I mean, if you're a Batman fan, sure. that movie is amazing. <laughs> okay. But it really focuses on his training as a ninja, yes. which is super important because Batman is kind of like a, you know, a, a hyper-skilled ninja. Right. But, in a lot of the and that animated series, it really like there's a lot of episodes with flashbacks where you know he learns um, how to be an escape artist from a, a magician, who and that magician and that magician's daughter later on later become uh, big heroes in the in the DC universe. Um, that he learns detective work from from uh, some, you know fam- like a Sherlock Holmes type character, right. like a fictionalized version of Sherlock, and he learns uh, theatricality. He becomes like a, a master actor as well. So. In that 10 years that he's gone, yes, he masters all these fighting styles so he can beat up criminals, but he also he also masters all these other skills, the, the escape artist and the acting and the um, just, oh, I can't think of them right now. I don't know why. I've only had three it's cups okay. of coffee, I suppose. But all these different skills that he's he acquires in his journeys and he brings that back and he takes this smorgasbord of talents and creates this one kind of hyper realized human in the batman um and the the big thing that drives him or it keeps him going is this promise he made on the grave of his parents to to make sure that no one feels the pain that he's felt in this loss that he's felt and it's his willpower so if you were to say what's batman's superpower i would say it's his will there's this there's a great section from and i can't remember exactly what comic it is but uh you know a city official who who's very anti-Batman, is stuck in a sewer. You know, like the the criminals have have laid this great trap and Batman's got to save him and the water is rising. And finally gets to the point where the two of them are underwater and Batman gives the city official his breather. And he has to, you know, the the, the wheel that's got the opening, it looks like it's from a submarine. He's got to turn it, but it's stuck. And, you know, he finally gets it open. And the next thing is the police on the beach talking to this, this city official. And he's in tears and he's saying he just wouldn't give up. He wouldn't give up. We were right. underwater for so long and he wouldn't give up. Wow. And it's just that, like when I read that, I started to well up. I was like, right. and, and of course, Batman's nowhere to, to be found. They assume he's dead because right. he gave his last right. breath. And he's, of course, he's not because he's sure. Batman. But uh, that idea to me, like no matter what, he won't give up. And in the animated series, he's, you know, he and Superman are fighting like the the great big the most evil character in all of DC, this guy Darkseid. Right. And Darkseid's got these lasers that come out of his eyes. And, 
he shoots the lasers at Batman and Batman flips and jumps and dances around. And he goes, no one has ever escaped my Omega beams before. And Superman turns to him and says, that man will never give up no matter what you throw at him. Right. And just the fact that it was Superman who said it, you know what I mean? It was, it always, if you're a Batman fan, that's the thing about Batman that you, people always go back, well, how could Batman beat Superman? And the answer is always, well, he's, he's Batman. Right. I see. It's, it's, you know, people, people will fully accept, accept the answer because he's Batman. Right. Of course. For anything. Yeah. Well, how did he jump off that building and survive? Because he's Batman. That's well, how did he beat an alien with superpowers? Because he's Batman. And we'll say it with, with increasing incredulity. Yeah. Because he's Batman. Right. Yeah. Anyway, I will say this. Sorry. You said that Batman is the real Superman. Is it fair to say Batman is a man who's super versus the real Superman? I mean, that's semantics, but sure, yeah. Well, I, I don't think it is semantics, though, because Superman is Superman. To say Batman sure. is... Uh, the real Superman, you diminish Superman, and I think you diminish Batman in comparison to Superman. I see what you're saying. Mm-hmm. Uh, I absolutely see what you're saying. Yeah. Um, it's got it, all of a sudden it's a debate on our podcast. It's, it's a very it's a very big debate. Uh, like, um, and and this is like I'm about to get hyper nerdy on okay. you right now. Like Superman is what the humans called this guy before they knew he was an alien, right? You right. know, I mean, he's right. he's Kal El of Krypton, right. who has just through you know, just his his presence on this planet with the yellow sun and its radiation mm-hmm. has given him these powers. Right. There's nothing. The the thing that makes Kal El super is his the upbringing from his uh, Earthling parents mm-hmm. who have made him a good man. Oftentimes, when I'm on a resort in some beautiful location, whether it be the Dominican Republic or Hawaii, I feel like I have superpowers because of the sun and the sea. Right. Mm-hmm. Well, think of you know, we, we're, we're just coming into spring right now, and every spring you see it. When you get those first nice days yes, where you, you can take off your jacket yep. and maybe put on shorts for the first time, people are friendlier, people like, you know, waving to each other on the streets, getting their barbecues out. You know, you, like I was barbecuing the other day, and, and the, uh, the sanitation guys came, they, they, the garbage man came and picked up, and the guy yells across, he's like, I'll be back in 20 minutes, I'll have a burger and a dog. And we're just like, ha ha, you know, with like just this friendly kind of vibe. Wait, what time um, are you barbecuing if the sanitation people are talking and waving to you? Because mine come at 7 in the morning. Well, it's funny because mine will come like one week it'll be 7 in the morning right. and the next week it's 5 in the afternoon. Well, so, if, if we're yeah. talking about super men and women, I got to say people who work in sanitation are in fact the heroes of every city. Yeah. Because if it wasn't for them... I can't even tell you what kind of what kind of place we would be living in. So I, my hats We've, are uh, off to to anyone who works in sanitation and, and and helping with the disposal of everything, whether it be in your office building or in your school, janitors, sanitation. Yep. Those people really are heroes. Have you ever lived through a garbage strike? Yes, I have, and it's it's horrendous. You, uh, point made right there. Mm-hmm. Yeah, look, I couldn't Tyler, agree with you more. I wanted to talk about how the parallels of Batman and Spider-Man are interesting in that mm-hmm. we're dealing with another creature that people fear that that helps control the insect population, <laughs> that there's a tragic tale associated with it, yep. and that um, unlike Batman, Spider-Man doesn't have the money to go learn his skills. Uh, rather, he has to figure them out on his own while dealing with the pressures 
of high school. So yeah. in my opinion, Spider-Man is the true Superman. And I'm going to leave it at that so that we can have a, a continued conversation the, about this later on. The important on. thing to note about okay. Spider-Man and yeah. Batman, though, sure. is that they're both incredibly intelligent human beings. Sure. So stay in school. They're nerds, if you will. Huge nerds. And having said that, I want you to check out MERS Nerds. That's M-U-R or M-U-R M-U-R apostrophe S nerds. So really easy to find when you have to put in <laughs> that, those, that kind of punctuation. But uh, I will gladly and happily link it in our show notes for anyone who's still awake um, and uh, wants to check it out. I, I am on an episode and I was so grateful to be on an episode. And we're going to have a wonderful guest. Thank too. you. And uh, you were a wonderful host as well as your co-host who will be on the show. But just tell us about Dan a little bit. Dan Tomlin is uh, he's he's actually the 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 reason the catalyst behind MERS nerds. He and I met a few years ago. Our sons are in the same class at school and, you know, for for various fundraisers in the school, we, we were paired together and we just hit it off. And he's the one who and I invited him recently to be a, a member of MERS nerds. And when he started watching WandaVision, he and his wife turned and said, you know, like, and they were talking about it on the, the Facebook page. Um, they said, you know, this this page is great. And talking about this stuff is so much fun. And they knew I'm an actor. They're like, Tyler should have a podcast. So Dan told me, you know, you should start a podcast. And, I, and I'm very much a procrastinator, as I'm sure you've realized, uh, having had various conversations with me. And Dan said, no, we're going to do this. And the next day he emailed me and said, check this out. He wrote a theme song. Because he's a musician. He wrote a theme song for it. I went, oh, okay, I guess we're doing this. So immediately we went and we bought your book and we read about how to start our podcast. And within a week, we had recorded our first episode. Oh, it's that's so lovely. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, I want Your pro- book was instrumental in us uh, getting this off the ground. Listen, so thank you. Anyone who's considering doing a podcast... I'm not saying you have to get my book, but there are resources out there for you. So, and you can do it. I'm so encouraging of everyone who wants to podcast to do it. I think your voice is- The best resource is your book. Oh, well, thank you. I want to say this, and this is going to be selfish, but I Mm want to be on your podcast again, but I want to host a face-off between you and Dan Tomlin, where I bring up a topic like Spider-Man, Batman, who is the true Superman- and you guys have like uh, 30 to 45 seconds to debate your point, And then we move on to another. So we're going to do an episode of The Debaters. Yeah, pretty much. But I, like it. I get to host it. But it's not comedic. But you have to actually prove your side. Uh, okay. And, and it, it'll be topics that both you and him don't know. And it'll be in the world of nerdom. And I'll have to do research on it. I don't know why I'm giving myself more work when I have plenty <laughs> going on. But that's what I propose. it's fun. Dan actually doesn't like Superman. Well, well, then, then I'll have to that's, explain. That's gonna be a, uh, that's gonna be a his, big one. His challenge will be: Why do you love Superman? Okay. Oh, yeah. Why? And then the I'll uh, then I'll turn it to you and and ask you: Why do you dislike Superman? And you'll have okay. to prove why you you dislike or your favorite. I'll say: Why do you dislike Batman? Because he's your favorite. I have a massive advantage of this in the fact that in that I have given decades of useless thought to all of these subjects. So Okay. Well, there you go. <laughs> Only time will tell. You'll have to tune in for that maybe on your next season or whenever you can. Of we'll, we'll do it Nerds. as soon as we can. Okay. Yeah. Well, thank you, Tyler Murray. Thank you so much for being thank on you, the Thank you, Marco. Uh, I appreciate being, uh, being asked back. It's a, it's a pleasure. Listen, anytime, anytime. And hopefully that awesome voice that 
Tyler did earlier of one of the villains didn't didn't jar you from your sleep. But if it did, I apologize and thank Which you. Which one was that? You did the guy with death rays coming out of his eyes. Oh yeah, yeah. Okay. Fair <laughs> Can enough. you wish us all a good night with that voice, so maybe people won't find him so threatening? I wish you all a good night, pleasant dreams. Thank you so much, Tyler. Uh, hopefully, Thanks, hopefully you were able to listen and sleep. <laughs>